Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home, and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Today, we are joined by Matthew Mornian. Matthew is a multidimensional energy healer and a professional psychic reader, specializing in the removal of energetic manifestations, implantation, entity attachment, parasitic infestation, and the most importantly, blocked emotional energy in the human body. His mission is to assist with the activation and integration of multidimensional intuitive healing abilities and the that exists within each one of us, uh, which sounds amazing. And I think a lot of people could use a, that help right now. I think there's a major, I think a lot of people are under attack and a lot of people don't even realize they are. So it'd be interesting to see uh, what you have to say about that, because I know we're getting into some crazy times right now. Uh, so thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Yeah. We're glad to have you back actually. So. Yeah, thank you. It has been a while. I think I think I rolled through in like the early stages when everything was getting started. It's really cool to see how this show has expanded. I mean, literally, I, I think everybody in this like community has watched how this show has just like expanded and like grown into something totally new. Um, a really, really cool thing to watch. So thank you for having me. Honestly, it is a it's also a really big honor because I watch you guys almost every single week. Like I like to really? stay in touch and like watch the content of the people in our weird little soul group. And for those of you guys that are watching this, if you are attracted to this video, if you're here, it is probably because you are part of this multi-dimensional soul group of individuals that's activating at this time. So um, this might be a weird statement to start out with, but I have a little bit of an assignment at this stage of the journey to just kind of, you know, monitor and watch over and to assist with this sort of soul group and this pod of individuals that's activating right now. So it is a really deep honor for me to be here, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank that you. It means a ton. Thank you. It does really. Yeah. Honestly, it's, 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 I like hearing about the people that listen to the podcast every week, uh, just hearing from them, I should say. Uh, because you know, just like you said, we've come a long way. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, and you were you were like episode five. Actually, I think you were. Yeah. Were you one you? of the first. No, yeah. was he the first video? You were the first video, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Whoa. Crazy. Yeah, because yeah. we started audio only, and then you, and then 
we just kind of like <laughs> yeah. accidentally were like, all right, we're doing was, video in this one. It was no accident. Yeah. It was an accident. You know what's wild for those of you guys and you guys as well that are watching, if anyone out there wants to see actual real life physical visual evidence of a timeline shift, I would like everyone who watches this podcast to go back to that video from last year when you and all three of us were on here. Um, and I guarantee you, you, every single person here is going to look feel and sound like a completely different version of ourselves. And I might already be jumping into the deep end of the pool, but the reason for that being everybody is because we are literally in different physical containers. Many of us at this point, um, we are, we're in a whole different wavelength of human consciousness. So anyway, yeah, it's a real thing. Well, I mean, you did advertise on Facebook that things were going to get weird today. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're jumping yeah, in. Jump right into it. <laughs> No, I know you were uh, wanting to touch on the like timeline overlays and what they mean and how all that works uh, and you know how we're actually in the process of switching timelines. Uh, so let's just go ahead and jump off on that if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. I guess we'll, we'll, we will sort of start out with, you know, why, why would this guy, why is this strange man sitting up here talking about timelines? What is a timeline in, in, in essence or rather from my point of view, as an individual that, that works with non-physical energy on a daily basis, what I find and what other people that work in this realm find is that at this stage of our human consciousness, our, our sort of energy, our frequency, the, what's being broadcast and sort of received by the human body um, has increased to such a staggering and unprecedented level that many of us are not aware of the level to which we are being influenced, the level to which we are being corralled or sort of guided into certain beliefs, programs, wavelengths, behaviors, outcomes. And so what's happening right now with respect to timelines, and if you're wondering what is an actual timeline, for those of you guys that are watching, the easiest way to describe it is it's sort of like a radio station. It's a radio station that the human body your outlook, your emotions, your frequency will tune to. And it's a very simple kind of, you know, way to describe it. But we find that when the human body, when the human consciousness is tuned to a certain wavelength, it begins to affect and change and alter our physical reality. And so when we talk about timelines, guys, for everyone that's watching, we're not talking about jumping in, you know, like a DeLorean and going to, you know, 1989. What we're talking about is tuning and sort of, altering the human energy complex so it's creating a new reality and so right now guys we are at the stage in which you know with the recent madness especially with the you know all the wild violence and the stuff that's going on we are in a stage in which human consciousness on a mass level just in these past few weeks is being corralled or it's sort of like an overlay that is being placed over us um and that might be kind of a big you know like bucket of info so i will pause there but we are in a timeline overlay with respect to just this uh and you know i know there's some keywords we're not going to use but you know just the control structure what we would call the new internet and the manner to which that is affecting our human consciousness and so um hopefully some of that stuff makes sense but this is one of the most potent periods for this awakening and transformation so yeah, um, yeah I, absolutely yeah. and you you nailed, nailed. that description uh yeah, that's that's a very, uh, very distinct way of describing the timeline overlays, and I like that because it is confusing. 
And we're always hearing about shifting timelines and people are like, well, how do you do that? You know, I mean, I've watched a video one time that says you can just uh, stare into a mirror and, and like imagine something. And then by the time you're done with this little meditation, then you, you can shift your timeline. Like there's so many ways of doing things. Physically, I, I always wonder, you know, is there a reality to that? Yeah. And that's um, and something I've learned over the years is that, you know, in the spiritual community, people talk about manifesting and creating your own reality a lot. Right. And the law of attraction and all that. Well, all that is, is you're just shifting to the timeline where that thing exists or where those experiences exist already. Right. Oh, so that's it, like yeah. a, that's like when I like realized that it, it like clicked. I was like, oh, that's how it works. Like every, everything is, is already, already exists on a certain timeline. You just gotta, you just shift yourself to that. timeline. Yeah. And I, so I think I did have a shift the other day. I had a, a, a light language session with uh, Valentea Reese. I don't know if you're familiar with her and I heard the name. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But she explained how we're going to, she's going to, we're going to clear the negative timelines and, and uh, you know, shift into the higher optimal timeline. And that day on the way to work, I noticed a sign that I pass every day that says the name of the town, Gerald, and it's, it's five miles away. And that sign said six miles, Gerald, six miles. It changed to six and it's been like that. And I've been looking for another sign that says five just in case I was mis- mistaken, but it's like the weirdest thing ever. I swear it used to say five. That is a real thing. Yeah. That is yeah. a real experience. I can tell you myself. And for some of you out there, you're going to be like, what, whatever. But um, every single day, almost these days, I will wake up and I'll walk outside and it's like something is different. There's just, in, in some cases, you don't really even know what it is, but you'll be walking down the street and you're like, was this tree like that yesterday? Was that car like that? Would, was my car even like this yesterday? Did my face look like this yesterday? And those are all very extreme kind of over-exaggerated examples, but we are living in an age in which as human consciousness expands into this weird thing called fourth density, we're starting to move outside of the human body where our consciousness is existing outside of this sort of physicality in such an, an amazing way that in my opinion, it's almost on a daily basis. We're shifting our frequency. We're entering into new kind of wavelengths and we will see little things like that. You'll see this sign. that's like, man, I swear to God, it was always five and now it's six or whatever that may be. And those are those personal Mandela effects that, you know, for some people, it's still a little bit of like, well, that's kind of some sci-fi there. That's a really cool idea. Sure. Possibly. But there's also this other group of us that's literally feeling it and living it on a daily basis. So that's a really good example when you're shifting in frequency and all of a sudden there's a change. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've experienced many Mandela Mandela effects as well that i'm like so sure right like so sure it was not a certain or it was a certain way and it's changed um or like uh like i'll have a conversation with somebody and they'll say something and i'll come back and they like they won't remember it the way i did but i'm so Mm -hmm. sure they said a certain thing right it's like it's so specific that there's no way i'm like there's no way i just like remembered that wrong it's too specific right yeah it's like it's like beyond your, your memory, just failing you and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now, now there's a timeline shift. Is that the same as a dimensional shift? And when you're switching timelines, could that be the same as like 
switching the dimensions. What what's your thoughts on that? That's actually that's a that's a very good question. I I think that the the process and and once again for everyone that's watching, you know, maybe out there's there's some there's like a time lord sitting, you know, Matthew, you guys got this thing all wrong. They're sitting there laughing. At <laughs> yeah. From my point of view, on the third to fourth density plane, from you know what I'm able to access, and literally what everyone can access from at this point, it feels as if the phenomenon of what we would call the shifting of timelines or the conscious wavelength of human kind of like reality, the hallmark of when that begins to shift and change begins with the transition or what some people call the harvest, the harvest period. Um, into fourth density. So we could say that the human body begins to shift or alter or change timelines on a much more exaggerated or increased level as we go through this sort of uh, chapter. Um, so it's almost like they're both interrelated. Um, but then again, I also, you know, I'm going to say it again, this is the best that we are, or I am able to discern at this point as a person who works with this energy. So who knows, in the future, we might be laughing at ourselves, but um, <laughs> and we yeah. might, no, we will be we will laughing. Be. If you if you haven't looked at a photo from when you're a child and laughed at that, I mean, it's going to be the same way. Actually, we probably will when we look back at what was it, episode five of this, and I'm like, oh god, that's what I was <laughs> what we talking about. But um, th that brings up a little bit of a weird detail, and you know, the idea that many of us, and some of you guys that are going to be watching this, are going to be like, yes, I know it's true, but. One of the things, in my opinion, begins that we begin to experience during this fourth density shift is we start to come in contact with a future version of us. And it might be different for everyone. We're going to perceive this differently. But it's been my experience that for each individual who what we may call a sold individual and, and you know, this is a can of worms, but not everyone existing on the earth plane has a soul, guys. Not every person you see in the world is actually a real person. I know that's hard. It's a kind of like a dangerous one to go down. But um, for those of us that are in-souled beings, um, well, things things begin to change very, very rapidly. And I guess where, where I'm going with this, as we enter fourth density, these experiences and these timeline shifts and what are ultimately these abilities that we have to interact outside of the human or the human body, um, those are greatly expanding, and I already kind of lost where I was going to go with that. So, uh, I yeah, I, I lost you too. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so you were talking about not everyone here has a soul. That's like uh, Dolores Cannon. I was on just going to say, yeah, that. that's like Dolores Cannon talking about that. Yeah, a lot. she like she called people. them the background people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and some people actually develop the ability to be able to tell the difference between the, those people and then the actual organic mm -hmm. people. Uh, she even claimed that she didn't have the ability, but she knew someone who could do that. And, you know, it all goes into the whole idea that everything's a stage play, you know, and, and the whole nine yards. But it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting concept. And I, I've actually paid attention to a lot of people after I've, heard that theory i started looking around and i'm you know i asked myself the same question i'm like are these people background people or are they actually you know what is their purpose but then it gets down to like well how are they able to are they just like robots then like are, are don't have free will are they am i creating them somehow is this maybe, maybe they're the ones that are being activated to start rioting 
Yeah. <laughs> On a certain level, actually, I, that, that is a very, in my opinion, that is true. But when we talk about the concept, and once again, this is just my experience and sort of my interpretation of it. Some people are going to watch this and go, what? That's not at all. So, you know, this is just the best that I have learned through my experience so far. But when I talk about, or when we talk about the concept of background people, it is my understanding and my observation, number one, that each and every person at this stage of human consciousness evolution has the ability to begin to discern who or what is real, what is true or what is not. I call it the frequency of truth. It's uh, If you want to get really weird, it's a module that will activate in the body after we've healed and sort of worked with certain filters or blockages or emotions, but the concept of the background people or what some people call NPCs, non-playable characters, is based on the idea that, you know, every person that exists in the world, some of them are manifestations, some of them are projections, some of them are actually sort of programs or in some cases, and yes, we're going down a weird road here, holographic kind of things that will show up in our experiential realm in order to create an emotion to create a reaction, to sort of alter a pathway of like behavior. And so what we're finding is, is that um, upon realization or noticing, or even if you were to see a person out in the world and look at that person and go, hmm, could that be one of those quote unquote background people that Matthew and Tyler and everyone here is talking about, just by observing and noticing that individual in the world takes that background person program and instantly converts it into what you will perceive as a sentient being. And so just by placing our conscious awareness on the idea of the background person program, you yourself are actually turning that background program into a conscious sentient being and so that goes back to the idea you guys and i realize this is a very dense can of worms we're unpacking here but it goes back to the idea that ultimately you you yourself are the true creator of your realm and one of the you know by now everyone has heard this phrase but one of the greatest secrets or kind of like the mysteries is that you yourself are creating and guiding that process and so in our own internal space this is my experience once again many people we will encounter are not actually real. They're manifestations or like a projection of what's going on in your world. But some people will hear that, you guys, and they'll say, what, Matthew, that's crazy. You're saying that you run into this guy at the mall and you're trying to tell me that person's not real? Because that's crazy, right? People will hear that and go, what? <laughs> yeah. But that's not what we're talking about, guys. We're not saying that these aren't physical beings yeah. walking around in the world. What we're saying is that there are physical beings walking around in this world at this stage of this ascension and harvest that are just programs. They're programmed matrix bots. And, you know, they can be converted uh, or things will change or our consciousness will alter. And, you know, there's a million ways to look at this. And I'm going down a weird road here. But that that's the way I perceive it. And so hopefully that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. And there's a million orbs flying around you right now. Oh, cool. Oh, this. Is it or is it his sage smoke? <laughs> or it might be the smoke. No, there, some, some of them were definitely orbs for sure. I was seeing some orbs flying around. A lot around of here. people are seeing those nowadays. And I know we're kind of yeah. going on a little bit of a rant here. But for those that are watching, I think it's important to mention that as we go through this ascension process and ultimately the next 30 days, because right now we're, in, we're just starting June of 2020. And with this eclipse that's happening right around June 5th here, 
many people on the earth plane are actually going to be experiencing what feel like little pinpricks of light, little teeny orbs. You'll see them in the corners of your eyes. It'll be like a little flash. Some people are going to be doing like a meditation or breath work, and they're going to start to perceive blue dots or blue orbs in their internal space. And so um, as we go through this ascension process, you know, the layers, the third eye begins to open very gradually. And those are one of the ways in which you guys can gauge when this, when this energy center is opening, because it's not like you get an additional layer of view. You begin to perceive the, ex the internal space differently. And so I hope that makes sense. I might be ranting at you already. It makes sense to me. No, it makes perfect, it makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe those were background orbs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a whole that's another rabbit hole there uh as long as they're cool right <laughs> yeah yeah as long as they're good cool. guys you know yeah yeah so i know you uh so you know you have a lot of abilities as far as being able to help people heal i actually booked a session with you and it was incredible uh it was dead on to be quite honest and, and it really uh it's still carrying over till today. Like I, you know, I'm still thinking about that session and things that are happening are kind of the way you lay it out. And it's really, it's awesome. You're, you're really on to something with what you're doing. How would you, how would you tell somebody else who, you know, cause we all have these abilities. How would you, what would you recommend to somebody else to be able to start tapping in to these abilities? What, what could they do? It's a very good question. Yeah. Um, this sounds ultra simplistic. Some people get annoyed when I say this, but it, it, this is literally true for everyone that's watching. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're absolutely right. Um, when I first started doing this, and I'm just going to kind of rewind a little bit, because for everybody that's watching, like I would say um, in 2015, just five years ago, if you would have told me that in 2020, Matthew, you're going to be, you know, uh, teaching people how to open up non-physical energy centers in their body for the purpose of increasing and manifesting, you know, multi-dimensional energy and intuitive abilities. I honestly, I would have had no idea that that was going to happen. But um, what I discovered is that first off, everyone has a certain skill. And I'm not saying that everyone out there is going to be creating fire in their hands and force lightning and all that stuff. Although that is within the realm of possibility for the human body, which is why we are so sought after by certain races, which is why we are so watched, so monitored, and so suppressed, because the human body, as we incarnate into this body, we will actually choose abilities. And for some of you guys out there, it is very much like choosing your character in a video game. Um, but you will have chosen certain skills, certain abilities. They're going to be a little bit different from others. They'll be native to you and they're going to activate at certain places or certain junction points in your life. But how do we activate those? They are going to be almost, well, I shouldn't say always, but very commonly just on the other side of the emotional influences, the emotional traumas, the programming that you received in early childhood and especially early childhood trauma, whatever that may be. But for those that are trying to figure out, like, what is my frequency? What is my ability? Well, it's my opinion, first off, also that in, you know, 2020, you will already have some slight idea. You will have already sensed or felt or heard, or maybe you're one of those people, you guys, that's reading stuff on social media, and you'll read somebody's post, and you just get this whole other, you're like, huh, 
I don't know. I don't think that's what this person was really saying. Or you get an additional layer. And so for each of us right now, we are already experiencing a little bit of that. Some of you guys are going to instantly, you know, deactivate it when it comes in. But um, where does that lay in the body? It's a little bit different for each of us. But the modality, at least that I've been teaching and, you know, developing uses an auditory tone to open up certain areas. And so what we do, since it's different for each of us, um, is we just start in like particular zones, areas where we have emotion and start to move energy through it. So we find that when we do that, people's lives have huge changes. It's like a corner just turns. Um, and having had experience that in my own life is absolutely real. But um, so to kind of summarize you guys, what I'm rambling about is those intuitive abilities, those multidimensional kind of healing abilities that you're seeing other people use right now, these are native to everyone on the human plane, but they are just on the other side of personal healing and knowledge of self. And I, man, I can keep rambling on that one forever, but I hope it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so I actually had a friend who, uh, unfortunately her brother passed away, but when that happened, something happened to her. It activated something and she was a medium. She was getting voices, coming through and she couldn't even be in public because everybody she would pass somebody was trying to relay a message to that person she had to learn how to control it and shut it off you know until she needed it but she didn't ask for that it just happened at the simultaneously when her brother passed like that was the catalyst and like you said maybe that was she chose that that was all preordained and that was how it was supposed to happen so i think that might be another aspect we can get into I agree it is. I think that for for each of us, none of those events, like for those of you out there, and I guess I'll just say my experience, you know, and some of you guys out there have heard me talk about this, but I had an experience in, I think it was June of 2015, you know, before I was doing any of this stuff, um, in which, you know, this woman was like, hey, uh, I'm just going to give you like a, like an energy blessing, okay? And I was like, yeah. that sounds good. I don't really want to go back to work at the moment. You know, I was at some festival thing at work, but this woman just placed her hands on my head for about 30 seconds. And what happened is there's this sort of opening or what I now understand to be an incredibly expanded crown chakra opening that will take place when certain events, certain emotional things will go down, certain situations, what we might call a catalyzing event will take place in the body and or in our timeline. And so it sounds like for her, that was her catalyzing event. Um, for me, what we would call the catalyzing or activational event occurred with the crown chakra. But a lot of us right now um, are also experiencing an additional phenomenon that I think occurs um, as we switch into fourth density. And this might even be you guys as well, but it's the, the concept of the walk-in or the level to which, for those of you guys that are wondering, you know, what is a walk-in? It is when another version of you, or in some cases, another consciousness begins to integrate with the human body. And so um, that could have also been part of her experience. I know that was mine as well, but um, yeah. Yeah, and the concept of the walk-in, you had also mentioned before soul braiding. Is that the same thing? Is it like a soul? That's a version of it. A version, right? A version of, yeah. yeah. Um, that, and thank you for mentioning that, because I, I think that's one of the things that I have been tasked to sort of talk about or possibly normalize I think a lot of the people in this, you know, like awakening, transforming like community. And 
Um, so the walk-in experience for a lot of us right now, like I just said, it'll happen at a certain stage in the life in which through some predetermined agreement or some, you know, series of events, it's as if another version of us, and for some people, this is very hard to grasp. So just, you know, grab onto what you can, but there are events in which at a certain stage in the human life, another version of you enters the human body. There is also kind of varying levels of that integration. And so by my understanding this event that I had in June of 2015 was the beginning of what we call a soul braiding. And so, you know, you can imagine just the visual representation of a braid or multiple strands that are tied together. And for certain individuals, uh, upon meeting certain like conditions or frequencies in the human body, we will experience this braiding or what is even an unbraiding process. And um, for people that have seen that, it is more of a gradual um, kind of multi-level change in which over a period of time you begin to activate into an essentially different version of yourself. And so there's a lot of people having this right now. Some of us are leaving jobs, we're leaving relationships. Um, I myself had to literally put everything on the curb that I owned and walk away from my marriage and the house and everything into a new stage of life. But for me, that was the soul braiding process. And I know I'm going on a rant here, but for those of you guys that are wondering, what is that soul braid? Is it like another being that comes in? Because it's a, you know, it's a pretty wild idea. What it is, is a different version of you that is able to activate and once again, step into this physical realm through the container that we have created. And so probably a lot of like jumbled up stuff, but that's, that's sort of my understanding of the soul braid and process. Well, you weren't lying when you said we were going to get weird. <laughs> no it's not actually it's not weird it makes it, it makes perfect sense it doesn't make perfect sense but i understand it on some level it resonates and i i understand what you're saying and i've i've heard the concept of walk-ins being negative and we don't want walk-ins like i've heard so many different I've heard both yeah you know and, and a lot of times it happens during near-death experience where somebody mm -hmm. um yeah, so, so, you know, when people have a near-death experience, they go out of body and they, uh, a lot of times they'll, they'll say like, I, I knew I had to come back to fulfill my mission or, or their beings told them that, or, but I think sometimes they feel like that it's best for them to not come back and then, and then they'll make an agreement with another soul to come in to the body, correct? And then that soul will kind of pick up uh, and fulfill whatever mission it has or or I guess maybe fulfill the mission that that soul couldn't do or didn't want to and continue I, doing. And I, or I wonder and that's a great point I also wonder if they come in without permission sometimes in those cases. and that's probably the negative yeah when it's yeah I, without I, permission. I think I it's say. all I think all of the above is possible it's just I think it's less likely to happen that somebody's going to sneak in anymore at this point in the game Maybe, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, this, you know, once again, might be kind of a weird can of worms, but I believe I've actually had direct experience with what we would call possibly a either distorted or uh, we could even say a partially unseated or not like contained walk-in. And I, you know, I'll change all the names for, you know, sake of, you know, like decency. But in 2018, I uh, worked with uh, an individual that claimed 
they were a walk-in from the quote-unquote angelic realm. For those of you guys that have just heard that, uh, there are a number of separate existing physical and spiritual realms. One of them um, could be called the angelic realm. I'm sure there's an infinite number of them, but this person claims that they were from a metatronic or what we'll call angelic realm, and they claimed that they had somehow accidentally, and this is where we get really fun and weird, she claimed she had accidentally dropped into the body of a transsexual drug addict during an overdose event in, I believe it was August of 2009, if you want to get really technical. Um, but they came in into what she described as the wrong body and the wrong timeline and the wrong realm. And her task at that stage, what she told me was that she needed to, to once again find her soul group, find her soul tribe, find her soulmate. She explained that she was a being that, you know, through some fracturing ended up in the wrong body, in the wrong place, in the wrong mm -hmm. timeline. Even though I had a really big signal not to work with this person, you guys, to be honest with you, I was like, this is not your, this is not your job. But, uh, you know, we took it on anyway. And what I found in the course of the clearing with this person um, it was almost as if there was sort of energetic veils or what we call sheets of just kind of distortion that had been placed around the body. And it was almost like we would remove a sheet or I would take her through a, a process of moving energy and the identity of the supposed walk-in switched. It would change. It changed three times. It went from something from the angelic realm. Um, she then turned into a zeta reticuli gray that claimed she had entered this body and that she was seeking her ship. Um, we did a little bit more work in the context of the session, and suddenly um, she was then like a Pleiadian being um, that was once again trying to find, you know, some sort of a home or a tribe or, you know, whatever it is. And the reason why I'm going on and on about this stuff is because this is also example of the true bizarreness and the wildness of these sort of frequency-based distortions or sort of emotional kind of filters that will also get placed in the body. In this case, you guys, the, like the end of the story, fast forward all the way to the end of the story, is that this person was not a walk-in at all, but they had a, a very, very distinct kind of di dissociative schizoaffective uh, disorder. Um, and they had actually just been off their medication. And so in certain cases, uh, we will perceive our traumas and certain experiences that we've had as those walk-in events. And so um, just a really interesting, weird example of some of the stuff that shows up out there. And yet there's also real legitimate people. And so um, anyway, I hope some of that it, makes sense. And then, there, well, and then there's like possession, like demonic possession too, which is what I've heard is like when a person is in such a state of like disassociation from their body that they're they're not like fully in their body and then that's when a, a being is more easily able to kind of like push their way in mm -hmm. and take over the body and that's when people get demonically possessed and then it's like this whole other crazy entity well that existing in the almost person. that actually in a sense happened to me after my mom passed away really yeah why well, I, you know, through a series of synchronistic events, I found a Reiki healer a few years later, uh, and she actually helped me remove this, but she thinks it came in at the time when my mother passed away, which is when I started having my negative sleep paralysis experiences. Uh, this thing was attached. It was living in me, and uh, it was, I had no idea, and I found... Which is different than an attached... Uh, 
entity attachment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different. But, but yeah. It's still something but, came in because, yeah. and she, she said it happened because I was in such a weak state emotionally that it was almost like a fracture in my being, in, in my in aura, aura yeah, field. In my aura yeah. field. Mm-hmm. And that's where they snuck in. And so after a few sessions, this thing, we like she couldn't just remove it after the first time. She had to like she goes, everything has to happen in the order it's supposed to happen. You're like you're out of alignment, this and this. So we just went through all the stuff and she goes, when it's ready to be removed, we'll know. And I, I laid there and I knew the time it was. And this thing, when she went to go remove it, I could physically feel it in my sacral chakra area running from her hands. Like I could feel something inside me. And whatever even happened, it was almost like a blur, but she just removed this thing and she was just like pulling it and cutting. I don't know what the hell she was doing. I left that place like a new person. I was was on cloud nine. I felt physically lighter. Uh, you know, and people are going to think that's crazy, but I experienced that. You know? mm-hmm. That's absolutely real. Yeah, it was it was insane, and I had been carrying this thing around for years. And had I not discovered her, I would have lived out the rest of my life like that. And it makes me wonder did, how many people out there are living with something. Did you feel like it was influencing your thoughts constantly, like, or you didn't realize it until after? Oh was- uh, no, I definitely realized after that it was. Uh, causing some definite anger issues and emotions yeah yeah Yeah. definite anger issues and uh definitely just reactive mindset like yeah Mm -hmm. that is a really good real world like true experiential example of the phenomenon of and you know once again really wild term guys entity attachment we could also say possession on a certain level which is a very very heavy term everybody hears that like what you were possessed you know the mind wanders in a number of directions but possession in the what we would call the technical definition of the term is incredibly common now but it also takes place on multiple different levels in the human body and so what you talked about with the experience of your mother dying, that is an absolute real thing that will take place. Likewise, you also talked about your friend whose brother had died and she had also had an experience, a different thing. But what happens is for those of you guys that are wondering, how could this take place? How is that real? What, what about somebody dying would cause someone to open up on a certain level? And one of the ways you guys can imagine is number one, there can be a fracturing process of what is usually the emotional body. Because one of the most prime sort of bait signals or the actual scent that would draw it, whether it be parasitic infestation, sentient entity attachment, or even, you know, something else entirely into the body, the actual frequency that will attract it is usually negative emotions, pain emotions, what everyone calls louche. And so, you know, upon a very polarizing emotional event in your life, it's like you will, there will be a crack or another way to look at it, you guys is this almost like a bonfire in a very, very dark forest that is raging out of control. And, you know, there's some beings or animals in the forest that are going to go, well, let's go check out this fire, right? And imagine, you know, some of them are going to come close and they're going to burn up instantly. They can't handle it. But then there's going to be others that are going to hang out around the periphery of that fire and they're going to start throwing sticks and wood in there and branches. And what's that going to be affecting? the most prevalent negative emotion in your body. 
And so what will, you know, in this case, it could have been rage, it could have been frustration, but whatever it is, that's how we find the sort of roots or the connection points to what in some cases will eventually become an actual possession in which a being or a consciousness does take possession over the body. And if everybody out there wants to see what a real example of that looks like, I'm going to say it, uh, go look up, you know, uh, some of the people in the Democratic Party, look up some of the number one elites in the world. And here's another thing, guys, look very closely at their left eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the place, absolutely, in which you're going to see not only the cloning element, which is a whole other can of worms, but what is actually a frequency of another consciousness. Um, and so uh, that, yeah, it's a, this, is, this is a real thing. But in your case, Tyler, I mean, that is a real energy clearing. When you walk out of that and you're like, something is different and I know it, and th- that is a real clearing. So anyway. Yeah, it was, it was life-changing, to be honest. I, I almost, you're in, almost in tears. You don't even know. It's just like, what, who am I? You know, you don't know who you are anymore. Uh, but it was thank, thankful. I'm so grateful for that moment. Uh, and that really kicked off an awakening process, obviously, because you, you're forced at some point to like start looking into things like, all right, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's really uh, I, it's a crazy world. I feel you. I want to. Yeah. Sh- I, I want to shift gears really quick, just because I just thought of this. You were actually you went out to some of the protests and filmed them. Uh, oh, I certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just. I wanted to hear your experience. Uh, yeah, no. And because I had, I want, I'm going to lead into something with this. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, go ahead. so, so I, I believe at this stage, this was a couple of days ago. For those of you guys that'll watch this in the future, what we're talking about is just you know the sort of riots and craziness that are taking place all over America at the point here in June of 2020. But uh, I think this was about four days ago. Uh, me and my wife, Nora walked down. We, we just heard one of those protests. We saw the helicopters in our neighborhood, and I was like, what, really? And so we walked down to this area here in Los Angeles, um, and it was very much like we have been seeing on the videos and on all this stuff. While I did not find any pallets of bricks laid on the road, I was expecting them. But what we did find was a very, very distinct sort of display of what feels to be manufactured or influenced human emotion, something that is exacerbated or just exaggerated by what feels like a non-physical presence or a frequency. Um, and, you know, all that other stuff aside, you know, we, we did see, you know, not people on people violence, but really just the level to which, you know, you will watch this sort of mind virus take over in people and they begin certain automatic actions. They will sort of buy into a feeling or a current and you watch this sort of like, it's like a wave of collective madness. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very, very interesting experience. Um, I, I, I can tell you that I saw firsthand everybody, the, you know, those individuals with the black smashing windows and casually running away and really just setting up literal opportunities for people that were being affected by this frequency to go, you know, here's a thing, here's a brick, here's a golf club. There was a guy that drove up in the middle of the protest in like a Honda Civic, he even had his license plates out. So it's like everybody could, you know, like record who it was. They opened up the trunk and they dumped out three golf clubs in the middle of the street. They just opened it up and dumped them out and pulled away. 
And it was like conscious attempts to seed human consciousness into violence. And anyway, yeah, on and on. <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted to get. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so. yeah, that's. I mean, so here's here's I'm gonna expand uh, <laughs> the view here a little bit because what I've learned over the years of my journey of awakening and just looking at the state of the planet, you know, the the Earth human level of the what we call the cabal or the the globalists, the whatever, the people running the planet, they're not the top of the pyramid. It's it's um, there's entities above them. Really, want to call them ETs and uh, interdimensional entities, whatever. There's things that are basically manipulating them to cause the chaos and cause things so they can feed off the negative energy created from from everything from our emotions basically in recent times they've been they've been getting cleared out and and uh, removed basically uh, on top of the raising of the frequency of the planet with the ascension right so they're basically desperate and like starving right now for energy um to to stay alive so these entities are are trying to me, this this is like what this really is about. On top of staying in control, is like they they need this. They need the chaos and the negative energy to feed off of, right? So where you know they're going to be causing all this stuff, they're gonna there's going to be all, probably all kinds of negative entities there feeding off of all that that negative energy. That loosh is what some people call it, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, absolutely. I think there are probably many. They're probably tons of negative entities right now feeding off of all this chaos and this yeah um, uh, well stuff. he like you said it, it's almost like uh, an, an influencing in, yeah an influencing at, at an, an emotional yeah. attack but i watched a video and this painted a picture for me i was a tractor trailer driving down the highway i forget what state uh i, I really don't remember it's happening everywhere and there was a a group of people protesting in the highway and this truck was trying to drive through it the whole entire truck was mobbed. People started climbing up onto the truck. Somehow got the yanked the guy out. And it was like whenever you drop a piece of uh, fish food or mm -hmm. throw a piece of food in the water and the fish just come up. These pe I, I can only imagine the worst happened to this guy. I don't know what happened to him. Damn. He was just engulfed by a sea of people, looked like school of fish going after one piece of food. What drives these people to do this? So, oh, what yeah. is yeah it's, yeah it's insane so, on a certain level this is where you know i'm just going to go there on a certain level what you guys saw with the truck was actually a repeating timeline event from the 90s with an individual known as reginald denny um you guys are going to watch the repeating of certain timelines and events that are going to take place only this time the timeline played out a little bit differently with a different truck and a different individual but you literally are watching a matrix replay of certain events and so all that aside you know, take it however you want, but uh, what 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 is actually happening when that sort of feeding process or that feeding frenzy or that sort of frequency kicks in? First off, it's a really good example of the phenomenon of, you know, once again, loosely held term possession. And so how would that take place in a group think scenario like that? Um, what we're talking about is, in my opinion, uh, an increase in this frequency or what is also another virus, you guys, it's called the Wetiko. It's a mind virus. It's a frequency that gets shared and sort of reinforced between groups of people, uh, between people in elitist power. It sort of trickles down through parasitic influence and large groups of individuals. 
And when we see that sort of feeding frenzy type of environment or that stuff or, you know, the people going through the wild looting sort of hunger, and you'll see it on the news, they're going by the camera and all we're seeing is eyes at this point, right? Because everybody's got those stupid masks on. And so you're just seeing their eyes and there's this crazy, like, uh, it's like this hunger. And so number one, that's an example of real world. That's the Wetiko mind virus. Once again, most easily, easily visually noticed in the eyes or in human behavior, you'll even notice a tone of voice shift. Um, but what happens is it's kind of like on a collective level, a group of people will be tuned to like a radio station. Once again, because we were talking about timelines earlier, it's like consciousness will be tuned to a radio station. And when it reaches a critical mass, it's like all of a sudden we got all these beings in this area and this critical mass of vibration, automatic influences kick in. And that's when for many of us, we will experience what we could call a possession moment. But what it really is, is almost like an opening in the human body template in which all of a sudden it will get filled with this frequency or this energy and you will act or do or behave on a completely different level. Um, you guys will also see this with people with really big addictions or uh, people that are also, here's a, here's a weird one, super addicted to technology. I'm just going to uh, yeah. say that. Yep. They will also. I noticed that trend in children. If you, uh, there's, there's studies out there that if you get, you expose a child to a technology or a tablet or a screen for so many hours, X amount of time, and then try and remove it from them, uh, they, they, they panic. It's like a drug addict. It's like a drug addict. Yeah, away, they, yeah. they become evil in a sense. I mean, that's what you would, these kids just lash out. They start screaming and hitting. Uh, that it, when you pulled away from them because you're taking away their drug. And oh, that, that, that is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry to just like cut you off there, but oh. you, you guys are seeing an example for those of you guys, maybe that have kids or you'll have loved ones, or you will also see this phenomenon. What you're seeing right there is in my opinion, once again, a real world example of this thing we call AI bio digital social programming. It takes place on a number of different levels, but especially when we see that with children, what you're watching, you know, internally is this sort of dopamine release, this sort of hit that takes place. Other people will call it the casino effect that takes place in the body in which, you know, certain frequencies or wavelengths will be sort of altered to create a feeling in your body. And so, um, yeah, that is a real world example of that. In fact, everyone that's watching this video right now is also experiencing their own version of <laughs> biosocial programming as well. But uh, yeah, that is a real world example also, you guys, of how AI sentience and other weird can of worms actually affects human consciousness. Oh, um, yeah. That's so. not even this. That's no secret yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, I find myself sometimes, uh, you know, our phone becomes like a crutch sometimes. And I find myself, I don't even know why I do it because I'm not thinking about it. But I'll be standing there with doing nothing, have, not on my phone. I'll be doing something else. But I'll have my hand in my pocket on my phone, almost as, as if some part of me feels safer knowing that my hand mm -hmm. is on my phone in my pocket and I know where it's at or whatever the reason might be. And at that moment, some, I'll try and take it and set it somewhere if I realize it and just get away from it. But on some level, or I'll be watching TV and I'll be holding my phone not doing anything with my phone, but it'll just be in my hand. It's just why it's a, there's some level of comfort there. It's like oh, yeah. part of us at this point. And it's really disturbing. And I hate the fact 
that I do it, but I know we all do it on some level. And uh, it's just something that you need, really need to start trying to be aware of because once you're aware of it, you can kind of start separating a little bit and try yeah. to make some changes. That, that is a real thing and the level to which we, we are actually programming, just so you know, and I think everybody's aware of this on a certain level, but we are also programming and teaching that sentient frequency through our willingness to condition ourselves by allowing the increased kind of, you know, the, like the connection that that technology has with the body. And for, you know, we'll just take it one, you know, extra step even farther down the road. What's really happening in generality with that, everyone, is that there is an actual transhumanist timeline that, and this is a weird example or a weird way to like think of it, but it's literally a stream that is speeding toward us in this like collective wavelength right now. And what's happening with, you know, the recent, I won't say the word, the injections that they wanted to give us to stop a fake virus or the sort of new internet that's being turned on to further track and influence your emotions. What's happening is, that's the timeline overlay process that's going to hopefully, uh, on their end, the negative end, corral our consciousness into colliding with that rapidly speeding AI transhumanism timeline, which is why, you guys, we are seeing these, these last tentacles of this creature come over, you know, right at the end in 2020, right before we have this huge solar eclipse that's going to allow each of us to switch the timeline in our own way. Um, we're, we're experiencing the last gasps of that. And so um, it's just really important to stay aware of like our thoughts because we're going to get further pulled into that AI kind of outlook. And you might be hearing some chaos outside my house right now, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that is a real thing. That's the transhumanism AI sentient frequency trying to integrate itself with our human consciousness. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's sad, yeah. but it's just a state. It's where we are. It's it's now, yeah. you know, some people are so on a, they're, they're on such a mission to combat the AI, but it's like, can we actually combat it or how? Well, you don't combat it by, by um, force or like attacking or, because um, yeah. I feel like, you know, you don't fight a negative with a negative. That's That's what it comes down to um you you're responsible for your own frequency right your own um state and uh yeah if you if you get angry and um and triggered all the time and you're just lashing out constantly and constantly and you're fight you're trying to fight against your you're actually feeding into <laughs> the very negativity that you're fighting against and it's not to say don't feel your emotions like let them flow through you but don't uh stay stuck in that that negativity which is what unfortunately i see a lot of people do but then i'm i'm also seeing more more people wake up to uh their own um the realization that they're responsible for themselves and their own state and that uh that moving into and more and more in alignment with love and with the higher frequencies uh is is the best path (laughs) yeah no i i agree and i apologize if you guys are hearing all this craziness there's like some uh, machines going on outside my house, but there, there, there is actually, for those of you guys that are watching this, there is a very tangible and distinct kind of protocol or things that you can do to begin to like either gain sovereign awareness or to ultimately 
detox the human body from this sort of influence. And so yeah. number one, everybody knows this at this stage, but it's the heavy metal detox. Um, there is a literal phenomenon occurring um, where the heavy metal particulate matter actually creates a ring around the sides of your head. It will literally kind of begin to seed and flow into certain areas of your brain. Um, what happens is those are some of the ways by which this sort of sentient AI frequency that we're already experiencing in our phones, you guys, although I think that's what they would call artificial narrow intelligence in that it still works within a very narrow kind of wavelength or a band in which it's unable to completely integrate outside of that. But what we do is we begin detoxing the human body of heavy metals. And the reason why we do that is because that number one starts to release this sort of emotional toxicity from your upper chakras. It starts to kind of pull away the sort of influences or the, the level to which you are affected emotionally by artificial frequencies. From there, you know, after the detox process, my recommendation or the thing that's worked for me is Qigong or Tai Chi. Um, what is what we're ultimately doing, you guys, is we're expanding and stretching open the non-physical wavelengths in the human body, namely, in my opinion, guys, the meridians at this stage of the journey. And for those of you out there who are, you know, able to wade through this weird, like jumbled up thing that I'm telling you, in my opinion, the key toward restoring or ultimately removing this AI sentient influence and returning true clarity in the human body is number one, learning the meridians. It's this literal circuitry that our human body has. And I think that's where a lot, through my point of view, of that density is hanging out. But it's also about healing our emotions. And I think those are the three things you can do. It's detoxing the body, improving your own energetic kind of like condition. And three, really working with our emotions. And so um, I hope that makes sense. I'm getting drawn away by all this chaos outside. So and we um, can, it, it's barely there in the background. Oh, it's, just like, okay, cool, yeah. cool. it's just like Not a little, bad. just like a little hum. Okay, yeah. good. That's a good sign. Thank you. Yeah. And the emotional stuff you're talking about, that's key right now because yes. everyone's emotions are coming to the surface. And what happens is you kind of get stuck in your head. Uh, if you don't know what to do about it and you can go crazy or not necessarily crazy, but you can really start uh, losing sight of what you're even doing anymore. And I've experienced this personally, just not this recently, you know, I just went, I just got done going through something, you know, you always think you've gone through the dark night of the soul and you're done and you're out of it. Then out of nowhere, something else happens and you, now you're processing something else and integrating or whatever you're doing. But uh, it's something I had to, just a, a little mini battle I had to fight on my own. And it just, uh, it's just important to talk about because your emotions, I, I just, I've experienced some losses in my family recently, and I don't think I fully healed from that. And it finally started showing back up. Uh, but then it just starts taking over and you just start asking yourself questions like, what am I doing? You know, why, what's even you just start questioning everything once again, like, and, and just, I'm glad you touched on that. And if you can add to that, please do. Yeah. I would say for me, some of the most amazing experiences I have had, whether it has been, you know, some deep realization about myself and understanding of my mission, or even in certain cases, what I believe to be actual out of body extraterrestrial experiences for me, 
they have been just on the other side of releasing this huge emotional bubble or this emotional wound in my body that I had been holding on to. And I think a lot of us out there at this stage of the journey, you know, like we we're wondering, you know, how, how can I be in contact with, you know, the higher self or my guides or, you know, the ET guides. And a lot of us are kind of hanging out waiting for things to change or waiting for things to happen or waiting for things to activate in the body. And in my experience, all of those things, and this is just Matthew's experience. Other people are going to be like, it's totally different. But for me, all of those gifts, all of those frequencies, all of those experiences in Matthew's world were just on the other side of emotional healing, of knowledge of self, of, you know, learning about the mind-body-spirit complex. And, you know, who, who are we? What are we actually doing here? Um, I guess what I'm saying is self self-knowledge healing uh like forgiveness all of those all of those things for me are the keys and the sort of unlocking elements toward the next stage of the mission i guess we could say yeah and i think honestly what what got me out of that whole thing i was going through was uh somebody had mentioned you know it's important to be grateful for everything in your life and i, I guess i was just taking for granted everything in my life at that point i was just started being grateful for everything the fact that, you know, just small stuff, every little, every little thing that's allowing us to be here right now. And then comparing yourself to the, I compare myself to the worst day I've ever had in my life to now. I'm like, you know, I should be, I would, back then I would have been paying to have a day like today. So you just, I started put, like creating reference points for myself. It's like all about where you put your attention. Yeah. Really. And yeah. just like, I was walking my dogs and, and I was like, I should be, I'm so grateful to even be able to do this right now. And just, just living, being grateful for everything actually really helped me. Uh, you know, I'm not in a bad place. I just had to get out of my head. I feel you. That kind of makes me think of one of those cheesy memes that everybody passes around on Facebook. Maybe you guys saw it, but it's that one where it was like, remember the days where you prayed for the things that you have right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was weird because I saw that a few months ago and I was like, oh my, you know, it just hits you and you're like, wow, oh my God, remember that stage. Whenever it was when we were like, if I could only just, oh, you know, that sort of angst during that awakening process. And I don't know, that that is a real thing. You know, that that is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's part of like, you know, it's easy to lose sight of uh, how much you've grown, like how much where you're at now compared to where you were like we were just talking about years ago like we're a completely different person and uh it's when when you stop and like look at <laughs> how much you have to be grateful for and how much uh you've grown and you can you can really start to build that gratitude there and then expand from there yeah yeah i agree 100 percent with that um i and just uh don't know what i'm gonna say next <laughs> yeah i mean to me it's just like being here being alive uh incarnated in this place right now is you know it's crazy as it is and obviously it's it's super crazy <laughs> but no, it is. It's, it's 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 exciting at the same time it's it's so amazing at the same time that we get to like experience and, and be a part of this right here yeah sounds yeah. cheesy to everybody you guys have heard me say this before but i truly believe 
This is the most amazing time we ever, we could have ever chosen to come down here and do the human game. I mean, really, like we yeah. all made this agreement prior to coming in here. Okay, we're going down to earth. What are we doing? We're doing this, you know, and then we get down in the human body. And just so you know, guys, you go through that birth-like canal. It's called the amnesia layer. So while you're in there, you will still have much of the knowledge and the, all of the things that you're going to do here. But part of our agreement is we go through that great forgetting. And, you know, you got to go through that entry point into the physical body. And, like, here we are, years down the road, guys. It's 2020. And we're having those meetings and those gatherings and those moments. And I think the reason why this, all this is happening right now, if you guys are watching this and you're like, but Matthew, the world's crazy and it's horrible and there's violence. And, you know, there's this transhumanism timeline you guys are rambling about. And there's all, you know, all this crazy stuff you guys have been talking about. We came here for that experience. It's just my opinion. We came mm -hmm. here to experience this and, you know, uh, I realize I'm ranting on this at this stage, but I think if there's anything people take away from this moment or this interview or this experience and the stuff that people are talking about, it's that you are sharing energy on an entirely different level. And we are literally creating this realm with each other on a daily basis. So I don't know. I'm just kind of ranting at this stage, but that's how I see it. Yeah. Well, beautifully said. This goes into this. Yeah. This segues perfectly into uh, something I want to close on. Uh, let you talk about your online class, the School of uh, Multidimensional Intuition, and this yeah. it kind of almost reminds me of exactly what you were just talking about. So, uh, oh, you cool. want to explain yeah, to yeah. people what that is? Yeah. Thank you. So. Uh, over the past few years, through the contact with what I believe to be and understand as a multidimensional higher self council, a collection of beings that have existed as Matthew throughout the fabric of time. Many of us are having this experience, but a few years ago, I began to receive downloads, teachings, understandings, pieces of information um, that were not mine. They were not given to me. I was not educated in this, but what I learned was that I was being given and downloaded and asked to develop an actual model or a modality or a method by which individuals can actually learn to increase or develop their intuitive abilities. And so what I mean by that is um, I've created a project. It's an ongoing project called the School of Multidimensional Intuition. Um, and what we do is we go through specific trainings, workshops, uh, stuff like that. We're beginning a new one on June 28th of this year in which we're going to be doing an energy body transformation process. It's a seven week course in which we will be working with specific structures in the body for the purpose of expanding your intuition, expanding your healing, but really about finding your mission here in this body. And so it's a really important to mention for those of you guys that may watch this and want to join that process. It starts June 28th and you can message me individually or reach me through my website, rememberyourmission.com. Um, and we will make special arrangements for you to get into this class because it's really important for me to mention that um, a lot of people are doing this work right now. A lot of people are offering what they've learned and what they've picked up. And one of the agreements I made um, is that I, I would not have a large barrier for admission, meaning that um, I made an agreement that I would facilitate an opening for people that truly want to learn how to expand their energy. And so for those that can't afford this class, they can email me specifically and we'll get you in there. But the idea behind this, everybody, is that we are truly being called to awaken and develop that great healer, that ancient mystic, a truly, truly great, excuse me, great wizard, if you want to go there, 
that exists inside each of us because at this stage of the game, we all have a very particular skill, a calling, the next stage of our mission. And so um, people can reach me through my website, rememberyourmission.com to do, uh, we do individual clearings, individual readings, um, and also through School of Multidimensional Intuition, either at YouTube or on Vimeo if you would like to purchase uh, other courses. And so that was kind of a mouthful. I will pause there, but yeah, thank you. That was great. That's that's awesome. Man. That's, Amazing. That's so cool you're doing that. Uh, that's really awesome. And I like the whole uh, concept of not having that financial barrier uh, because, you know, not everybody can do that. So it's it's really cool that you're doing that. Uh, let's talk about Camp Disclosure uh, before, okay. we, yeah. before we wrap this up. So Camp Disclosure, for everybody who doesn't know by now, we plug it in at the end of every episode. Uh, it's going to be really awesome. It's just, it's a conference, but it's not like the, the big name, like conference that you see. It's more of a, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe it's more I'll, of a, it's just retreat. A, yeah. Between that and the conference. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, and, and kind of almost maybe like a festival in, in and, a way. And kind of like, I can, yeah. I can kind of tell you my, my, or, or rather what I have been given, uh, you know, regarding the process of camp disclosure this year, I believe at least for the work that I'm doing there, it's going to be an activational experience. What I mean by that is for those that are capable and able to make it to, I believe it's Flat Rock, North Carolina, August 27th through 31st. What we're doing is a much smaller group of individuals in which at least me personally, we're going to be doing a very particular type of an activation workshop. Some of you guys saw me at dimensions of disclosure last year. Um, in which we gave everybody in the group that came to the workshop one of these little, I call it, it's a cheesy word, everybody, a time crystal. But what it really is, is an actual energetic device that we're going to be giving people, we're going to be charging, we're going to be learning how to open up our true intuitive abilities through a couple different structures in the body, uh, the vagus nerve, certain uh, chakras, certain areas. So we're going to be going through an activational process at Camp Disclosure. And I know there's lots of other people doing cool stuff there as well. But for those of you guys that are watching this, there are not that many opportunities to gather in the physical realm in 2020. We all know why. But what's happening is uh, this year in August, there is a very, very small group of individuals that are being summoned. They're being called to this experience for a very specific reason. For everyone, it's gonna be a little bit different, but um, I'm just really honored to be able to be a part of this thing because there are multiple opportunities showing up. Not only Camp Disclosure, uh, but there is another kind of light warrior training thing that I'm gonna be talking about that takes place a week after that uh, with Z Earthstar Healer, who some of you guys are familiar with. She's also gonna be at Camp Disclosure, but. Um, we're also going to be following up the Camp Disclosure experience with a with essentially a week-long actual physical multi-dimensional training program that's taking place in New Mexico. It's a whole other can of worms. People will hear about that later. But um, yeah, many opportunities this year. So take a yeah, look. and I'm wondering how many can of worms you got there. Oh, it just goes on. <laughs> Watch out, I'll ramble forever. But yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but it's so we're looking forward to it. We're going to, it's actually our first chance, it's our first time actually having a chance to be a part of a conference instead of just being, you know, the, uh, there as a, oh, yeah. as a guest, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, it's pretty. 
crazy. Uh, so we have the experiencers lounge. We're going to have set up. We're going to be interviewing some people. Everybody has something to say. And most of the time, they don't want to talk about it. But when you're at a conference, something in you, you want to tell everybody. So we're going to record some of that, you know, compile it, put together a little video, maybe do some live, some live podcasts. Uh, we're going to be doing, playing some music, giving some stuff away, uh, just hanging out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Uh, just if you know some it's just like you said not many opportunities this year so i think uh people are itching to get out and like you said we're summoned people are summoned. Yeah, you are. the right people will oh. show up you know yeah so, that, that so. is a real thing and, and and i realize we're going on and on at this stage but you guys yourself in this group on this show you aaron and tyler i think you are going to experience much more of this sort of role within this sort of group or this circuit because what's also happening in 2020 everyone those individuals that are part of this soul group are now being called to step up and teach or show or present that which you've been building and accumulating over multiple lifetimes so this even this show that you guys are doing this podcast and the level to which you're expanding it these are timed events that are meant to take place right now. So I don't know, man, I think it's a beautiful thing and it'll be really, really cool to see you guys there. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Likewise. Likewise. Can't wait. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's definitely like a building block scenario. Like it, we're, mm -hmm. it's just going to lead us to something greater, obviously. Uh, but definitely we're going to have the, the link is always in the description under all of our videos to take you to the website You can get your tickets has all the information. Uh, I think they're actually getting ready to update the website for one last time. So you can, uh, it, I don't think like there's workshops and stuff that they haven't updated yet, but that'll all be on there. Uh, so check it out guys. If you feel called, you know, grab a ticket, grab a ticket, uh, and just manifest it, you know, it'll, definitely. So anyway, thanks for coming on, Matthew. This is my gosh, we touched on so much. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah. yes, truly really amazing. We get into these crazy conversations, and I ask Aaron, I'm like, man, how do we even title these episodes anymore? We have a hard time yeah. titling. We can't blank it all at yeah. all in one word. Yeah, uh, sincerely appreciate you guys. Honestly, it's truly an honor as a person that watches you guys, that's going through this process and this change alongside everybody else. I'm deeply, deeply honored to be here. And thank you for honoring this weird stuff, you know, that I do. I'm in a very, very weird, weird niche in this realm. And it's 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 really an honor to be able to talk about and explain the processes that I'm also viewing in the world. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank thank yeah. you for the work you're doing. It's it's huge. It's it is it's amazing. And you've and this is the place for that to talk about this yes. stuff. That's why we did this. I mean there's really no telling what we're going to get into half of the time. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So yeah. And thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And anytime, if you ever want to come back, just reach out and we'll set something up. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, check out uh, Matthew, your website, remember your mission, right? Remember your mission.com. That is correct. All right. Awesome. And can they book a session with you there? Yep, absolutely. Everything is there on the site. Uh, booking. Uh, we have classes, events, all that stuff is there. Remember your mission. Thank you. All right, guys. Check it out. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Have a good night.
Is it over? Not to the fist jumps. It's over. 